Edge now spinning. Look at the uh, job to create space. Put it in the book and send that young man to the line. Boy, is he fun to watch. Three fifty-one. Tony Allen slapped away by Corley Stein to the floor. He dives. What an effort! Collison, the lob. Oh, beautiful basketball by the King. Richardson changing directions and getting to the basket and scoring. How about the rookie Malachi Richards? You're now listening to the King's Court, presented by SackKingsNation.com. Here are your hosts, Vince Miracle and Joe Morgan. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the King's Court, presented by SackKingsNation.com. I'm your host, Vince Miracle, and today... Uh, we were supposed to have a few guests on today's show. Unfortunately, it looks like some of the audio comes in a little distorted. It comes mashed together. Don't worry. Um, we will be having the interviews being released. Uh, I think it's going to have to be on either tomorrow, which would be Wednesday, or at the latest is Thursday. And then on Thursday, NBC Sports Kings insider James Ham will be joining the show. So be on the lookout for that. Um, for all of you guys that have uh, probably not seen it yet because I do it at just these random times But we will be doing our shows live for you guys to be able to comment uh, Get into the interaction ask questions on Twitter uh, through Periscope So if you guys just follow me on Twitter, I'm at VM Center You guys can follow me and then uh, right when the show goes live You guys should be getting a notification and it'll be right at the top of your guys' feeds Where you can actually watch the Kings Court live Every single time we do a show, whether it be with interviews with like guys like James Ham, like on Thursday, or with the players like Scowl when we had Scowl on last year and things like that. So a lot of big things coming up for us, and that's why the show's been kind of a little bit up and down. And I've been saying that a lot lately. The show's been up and down. I'm mixing together our NBA show, uh, trying to figure lock down a, a true co-host for that show. This one also, we've had so many co-hosts since the show has began, with it being from. You know, me and Joe, uh, Morgan, and then we had, you know, me and Josh Means, we had me and Drew Runberg, we had, you know, so many different hosts run through this, co-hosts run through this thing, and the problem is, is that everybody gets busy, life gets in the way, and when you're not making a lot of money doing this thing, it's kind of hard to keep people together, and that's just us being honest about it. If, if we're being straightforward, that's the reason why, you know, locking down a co-host for a long period of time it becomes kind of difficult. Not that these guys don't want to be on the show. We love doing this podcast, including myself. Uh, it's just to get a co-host and to constantly keep doing this consistently and, and providing the right content with that co-host makes it a little bit difficult. So what's going to happen is it's going to be a lot more solo shows, uh, probably a lot of shorter shows, not going to be those hour-long shows that you guys are used to, which may be a benefit to you guys. A lot of you guys don't like listening to a full hour, fully understandable, an hour of listening to one person talk. Uh, can be a little exhausting. It just kind of depends. I mean, our our co-host, a co-host like James, our co-host like James, a guest like James, who'll be here on Thursday. You know, he can, him and I can talk for an hour at a time and and find something to talk about consistently for that hour. Uh, maybe a guy like a like one of my guests that I have on. 
it could be, you know, a little bit where, you know, we just get straight to the point and then it just ends right there. So, it, it, like I said, it's going to be a mix of guests, solo shows. I'll have a co-host occasionally. It's going to be a different type of show. I hope you guys definitely enjoy us uh, for this ride. And, yeah, so that, that's a bit of house cleaning out of the way. Now, with that said, let's get on to today's topics because... I have to say, guys, I'm excited. I've been excited all year. I should say that. I mean, the Kings have been phenomenal. They're above 500, and it's February. But not only that, guys, the Sacramento Kings are currently the eighth seed in the Western Conference, the stacked Western Conference. This was a team that I believe over-under was 25 and a half wins. They've already exceeded it. If you bet on the over, you've won. You've hit it, and it's only February. There's still two months left of the season, and you've made money if you've made that bet. That is amazing. I'm uh, I'm so excited for the city of Sacramento. I'm so excited as a Kings fan. Uh, I'm so excited that this organization is coming together, and they're not the laughing stock of the league anymore. I think that it, the one thing that does still irk me is about national media still kind of not buying into what is happening. They're kind of just seeing it as... Oh, this is cute. This is cute. That's the vibe I get. Not that it's not real. Not that it's not a thing that's happening. Not the fact that they've stayed above 500 for this long. That they've gone to actually under 500 to go back over 500 and to, again, overcome being, you know, behind the Lakers, behind the Clippers, and then to pass both of them to get to the eighth seed. And not only that, they're one game back of the seventh seed. Of a San Antonio Spurs team that plays today. And I'm doing the show on Tuesday. They're playing the Memphis Grizzlies. They have a chance to potentially be the seventh seed. Not only that, guys. They're two games back of the sixth seed. The Sacramento Kings. This young team. De'Aaron Fox. Buddy Heald. Marvin Bagley. Willie Colley-Sion. Bogdan Bogdanovich. The Kings now have Harrison Barnes and Alec Burks. My opinion on those trades, if you guys didn't get to see the live show, Harrison Barnes loved the deal, especially if Fortune had to give up. You're not you're you're not missing Justin Jackson in a way to where he was affecting the season right now. He maybe along down the road he turns into something and you look back on it and you say, Hey, we had something special, and we're gonna talk about this later. But giving up Jackson and Zebo Great guys. Huge part of what they were doing because what a lot of people don't know this, but Justin Jackson had a vocal input in the locker room. He was just known in there. He, him, Shumper, and Willie talked about it. Those are the first two guys you hear when you walk into that locker room. Mainly Shumpert. I'm not going to lie. It's mainly Shumpert. But J-Jax was there too. He put in the work. Hard worker. And every time I've been able to talk to him, which is only like three times, he's always been super nice. Super nice guy. Very professional. Comes in, does his job. And he he was showing improvements. 34% from three, which I believe was up from last season by like 4%. He added more than just being a floater to his go-to move. Knew where to be on the court. Justin Jackson was a solid piece. But what Harrison Barnes brings at 26 years old, championship pedigree, 
lockdown defense, both at the three and the four, which people forget how good of a defender he actually is. He has a very solid base. Knockdown shooter, 40% from three-point range. Harrison Barnes was worth it. Now, there is a player option at the end of the season where he can decide to either opt in or out of his $25 million player option. There's been a lot of talk and speculation that the Kings are going to try to convince him to opt out of that deal and sign him long-term. Fully on board with that idea. Fully on board. That's a, that, that, that is something that I think the team should definitely do. Why? Why? What free agents are coming to Sacramento? What free agents are coming to Sacramento? It's the same reason why they made the deal for Rudy Gay. You you, you think the Kings are going to get a Chris Middleton? You think the Kings are going to go and get a Kevin Durant with that cap space? They're not. They're not. They're just not. It's a small market team. They've been, a, a, I mean, let's be honest, the franchise has been a laughingstock of the league for too long. But here's the thing. What they're building is something that you you can't deny. And and I'm I'm so happy to say that this team finally has an identity. Not a play style. Their play style is push the pace. That's that's what they are. They're a push the pace team. But now they have an identity. They're a team. What's their identity, Vince? Their identity is that they play for one another. Their identity is I have your back. Their identity is underdog mentality. Their identity is we're all in this together. Oh, that's a model. That's a mindset. But it's also their identity. So I I, I love the addition of Alec Burks. Now, or, or of Harrison Barnes. Now, the Alec Burke things, giving up Iman Shumpert for Alec Burks. Here's the thing, guys. I know a lot of you, a lot of you, loved Iman Shumpert. I was one of them. I was one of those people that thought Iman Shumpert was a key piece to this team. He brought a certain type of swagger and 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 bravado to that to that team. The way he spoke and the way he gave us the scores. But at the same time, the team needed a small forward. The team needed a legit backup that can get buckets at the guard at either guard spot. I love the addition of Alec Burks. A lot of you guys don't get to see him. He's an injury-prone player. Facts. But he can put up buckets in a hurry. He's a solid rebounder. I think he's averaging five rebounds per game right now. I can even look that up. Finishes at the rim with either hand. Can get to the line by creating contact on drives. Relentless shooter. Shooter's got to shoot. He has that mentality. Put the ball in his hands. He'll find a way to get you a bucket. Been to the playoffs. Knows how to be a good defensive good defensive player with his time with the Utah Jazz. He's a player that you 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 want on your roster. Let's just say it like that. He's a player that you want on your roster. Yes, he's jumped from team to team since being traded from the Jazz to Cleveland and now to Sacramento. He's jumping. That's fine. Let's let let's give this someone some air. A lot of you are still hurt by the Shumpert deal. I understand. I understand it. He was a key player against scores. I again, I wanted to see Mon Shumpert and Marvin Bagley make a track over the summer. Both of them are rappers, but at the same time, this you know play style that they're doing of pushing the pace and 
being able to move without the ball and playing free, it fits to the the additions that they've added. Harrison Barnes already played in a team like that. A three-point shooting, move without the ball, free-flowing offense when he was with the Golden State Warriors. Alec Burks is a free-flowing player. He constantly moves without the basketball. He's constantly looking to drive and kick. He's constantly looking to get a basket while playing within the offense. He can push the pace. These guys made sense. And, 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 I, and I think that you know, giving up a guy like Justin Jackson and Iman Shumpert, well, it sucks. And they were core pieces to, you know, the the identity that they were that they were bringing, and and showcasing this year, and continuing to show. I think Buddy Heald has taken on the mantle of becoming a leader. I think De'Aaron Fox has shown that he is a leader of this team. And I think those two guys have solidified themselves as the two stars of this team this season, and you can just you can just tell. This team was ready for that next step, and I thought with this, with this move of those two additions of Barnes and Burks, it it was, hey, we've seen what this is. We're one game back at the time of making the deal of the eighth seed. It's time to take that next step. It's time for these guys, Heald, Fox, to be that leader, and let's bring in the pieces that's going to take us over the hump. Let's, take, let's bring in those pieces that's going to take us to the playoffs and end this drought. I'm ready for it. I'm excited. I'm going to pause the show right here, guys, to give a shout-out to our sponsors. Everyone go to BrickHouseIndustries.com and check out all their apparel from hats, shirts, and socks. And when checking out, be sure to use promo code KINGSCOURT, and you will get a 10% discount on any of your purchases. And, hey, guys, they have a bunch of new stuff coming out every single week, so be sure to follow them on Instagram and on Twitter at BrickHouse underscore I-N-D. Also, this show is presented to you by FanDuel.com. If you are a DFS player, go ahead and go to FanDuel.com, create a lineup, make real money today. If you've never tried it before and you're like, hey, I want to give it a shot, go to FanDuel.com, use promo code SATKINGSNATION, and they will match up to $500 of your very first deposit. Start winning real money today. And you can even listen to our new show, Game Time Decision, where I talk about NBA and FanDuel lineups and how to create a good one every single Friday. Um... I don't even want to say every single Friday to be honest with you because that's uh we're we're working we're working on it. But Fridays is the expected day where those shows are going to be consistently released. <clears throat> Sorry guys, my voice is a little, you know, out of it. I'm a little ill, but uh you know I'm 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 getting better. I'm getting better. Next topic of the day is something that came from. ESPN's Zach Lowe in the Low Post podcast. I want you guys to listen to this. I want you all to listen to this because this had me going crazy a little bit. Because don't get me wrong, I I I love the additions that we got. But this is what I'm saying is where as as good as the Kings have been, everyone is still kind of looking for a way to take a jab at them. Maybe intentional, maybe unintentional, but still, they're constantly taking jabs at the Kings. So listen to this, and let me know what you guys all think. Do you hear your thoughts on the fit of Harrison Barnes in Sacramento? Because I had a lot of guys around the league. You heard this a lot, a lot of snickering, saying, Justin Jackson might be better than Harrison Barnes. <laughs> I heard and, the same thing. it makes one-tenth <laughs> or whatever it is. Justin Jackson might be better than Harrison Barnes. I'm not sure Sacramento got any better in that trade. What do you think of that? I think yeah, it's a good... 
I think that's a strong argument. I'm going to push back on the Justin Jackson might be better than Harrison Barnes. I think that's not right, and I think it's not fair. I have to agree with Zach. It's definitely not right. It's definitely not fair. I mean, let's look at the numbers here. I mean, just just from second year since this Justin Jackson's in, compared between the two. And I think this is why, you know, people are like, from the people that he must be talking to, saying the stats are close. You know, Barnes got more minutes. But if you looked at the actual gameplay between Barnes and Jackson, it, it was drastically different because of what Barnes can do as a shooter and as a defender. But sophomore seasons, Harrison Barnes averaged 9.5 points, 4 rebounds, 1.5 assists, 0.8 steals, 0.3 blocks, and 1.1 turnovers per game in 28.3 minutes per game. Justin Jackson is averaging 20.1 minutes per game this season, shooting 42.4% from the field, which is better than Barnes' 39.9 from his sophomore year. 6.5 points, 2.7 rebounds, 1.3 assists, 0.4 steals, 0.2 blocks. Offensively, I'm not going to deny it. I think Justin Jackson has skills. I like Justin Jackson as a prospect. I think he has the potential to be a Swiss Army knife type of player, someone that can come in and fill a role, whether it be at the two or the three, and never hurt you. I don't think he's going to ever make your team better. I don't think he's going to make your team take that next step like I think a Harrison Barnes does for a Sacramento team right now. The defensive presence that Barnes brings, while it's not as strong as it once was, I think, from his third year, but I think it gets overlooked of how, again, how strong of a defender he actually is. He's one of those people, again, strong base. I said it earlier in the show. Strong base, can guard both three and four, has great lateral quickness to keep up with a, a, a few twos in the league. Where Justin Jackson is one of those defenders where he just knows where he needs to be. He knows that a, a hand needs to be in these opponents' faces, and that's that's basically it. That's where his defense ends. Does that make him a bad defender? No. Does that make him a good defender? No. He's an average defender at this point. Now, looking at the three-point percentages, right? 34.7% from, from three from Harrison Barnes in his sophomore season compared to Justin Jackson, which is 35% right now. So it went up actually 5% because he, he, Justin Jackson saw 30% in his rookie year. So these are where I think they're, they're nitpicking at it. But if you actually watched games from Harrison Barnes' sophomore year compared to Justin Jackson's sophomore year, you can tell who was the better player there. On top of that, what Harrison Barnes brings as a actual player, someone that can you can put the ball in his hands and put him in an isolation situation, one-on-one against the player, and he can get a bucket with jab steps, mid-range jumpers, back-to-the-basket turnaround floaters, uh, turnaround jumpers uh, that drive to the basket, put it up floater. Is he a great passer? No. I, I, am I going to rely on him to make the smart kick out? No. But is he someone that as a third option, which he obviously is on this team, with De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald being 1A, 1B, he would ultimately be that that C option there. And, and even potentially, you know, D with, with Marvin Bagley, you know, coming in and starting to take more and more shots. And, and guys like Bielitsa, when he gets hot, you know, he's going to continuously be shooting. And, and that's what I love about the identity of this Kings team. It's 
not one person is going to be the that guy every single night. While we're going to be relying on Buddy Heald and Fox and Barnes to show up and put up, you know, their 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 regular numbers, it's what everybody else can do and who can step up to the plate when the other one is falling down. It's the I have your back mentality. It's the underdog mentality. It's the we are here together united mentality. And I love that about this team. Justin Jackson compared to Harrison Barnes, the fact that people are saying, I think that he's he's better. The Kings didn't actually get better from this deal. I think they're wrong. I, I think it's it's completely unfair to say that about a Kings team that is ready to make this push. Because, again, you're looking at a franchise that's not going to be able to get in the conversations with a Kevin Durant, with a Chris Middleton, or any of these other potential threes, Clay Thompson, to come into Sacramento and fill that role. They needed to roll the dice, just like they did with Rudy Gay, and Harrison Barnes is that guy. They're not looking for someone that's going to come in and, and be that star. They're not looking for that. They're they're looking for one that's going to come in and fill that role for a long period of time at a high level. Harrison Barnes is an above average third tier small forward. So like like for example, you have LeBron James, Kevin Durant. Those are a tier of its own at the at at the small. LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Paul George. They're all in their own tier. Then you got like a Tobias Harris, Chris Middleton tier. Again, I don't put Harrison Barnes in there, but I would put him in the tier right below that. And he deserves to be in that tier. I think that's exactly where he needs to be. Now, the Kings, one one game back, seventh seed, heading into a game on Tuesday, Wednesday. Today's Tuesday. Heading into a game on Wednesday, <clears throat> excuse me, against a Denver Nuggets team that is explosive but is limping. Jamal Murray, he has some nicks and bruises. The All-Star break couldn't get here soon enough for him. He just returned from, I believe, what was an ankle injury. Gary Harris is out. Paul Millsap just recently returned. Was only able to play a little over 20 minutes. Looked good. Was only a little be able to play a little bit over 20 minutes. <coughs> Excuse me. But... They're they're limping to this All Star break. This is the time where the where you can see a Kings team be able to take down a strong, very strong Denver Nuggets team. It's gonna come down to who steps up. It's gonna come down to who, which which of these role players are gonna come in and be something. And it's also gonna come down to Willie Cauley Stein needing to be able to step up and be a legitimate force down below. Because if not. Jokic is gonna come in and potentially get another triple double. I believe he almost. I think he was like three or four assists away from getting a triple double the last in the last matchup against the Kings. It's gonna come down to Willie. It's gonna come down to the big man presence down below. Who is going to get rebounds? Who's gonna be the one fighting for the ball? Who's gonna be the one knocking down shots? Because this is gonna be a very, very fast paced game. I'm excited. This is gonna. This is a big game for the Kings. This is going to have a playoff type of atmosphere or intensity, I think, from this Kings roster. You're going to see it right from the tip, what type of Kings team is showing up. Is it going to be that potential playoff team? Or is it going to be a team that is feeling the pressure? Is it going to be a young team, which is exactly what they are? I don't know. I'm excited. That's going to be our show today, guys. Um... 
James Ham, NBC Sports, Kings Insider, will be joining us live on Twitter on Thursday. I will be tweeting out a time uh, later after the game, maybe even early Thursday, to let you guys know uh, when exactly the show will be. Note that it will probably be in the later afternoon time, so probably right around, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight o'clock area, like in the heading towards the nightcap. It'll be it's gonna be a nightcap interview. It's gonna be fun. Very, uh, I'm excited to see what James has to say about this young team. He's been covering this team longer than I have, and in every year since he's been covering the team, they've been bad. This is his first time covering the team where it's actually been good. Same for me, but I mean, he's been doing it longer, so that that takes precedent over what I've been feeling. So I'm excited to see what he's seeing, uh, what what he's seeing in that locker room. How I mean, he's been there for so many changes. You know, he was there before Boogie. He was there post Boogie. He was there during the drama of it all. He was there during the what the heck are the Kings doing stages to now what they are today, which is a potential playoff team. Again, I, I'm very excited. The Lakers just lost. They just fell to an Atlanta Hawks team. And that's a that's a win for the Kings in itself. That's a big one. The, the Memphis Grizzlies crumbled in fourth quarter. Just gave it up to the just gave up to the Spurs. Checking over the box scores right here. Wow. Wow. Big game for the Kings today. Wednesday. Well, I should say tomorrow. It's Tuesday today. But today you guys are listening to it. It's Wednesday. Whatever however you want to listen to it. Thank you all so much for listening. I've been your host, Vince Miracle. You guys can follow me on all social media platforms of at VM Center. Be sure to subscribe to the show and leave a rating follow. Follow SackKingsNation.com for all of your in-depth coverage of the Sacramento Kings. Big shout-out to our sponsors, BrickHouseIndustries.com and FanDuel.com. If you would like to be a sponsor of this show and you run a business, you want to be a sponsor, be sure to email us with sponsor in the title at KingsCourtPodcast at gmail.com. If you have questions that you want to get answered on this show, again, just type in questions in the topic to KingsCourtPodcast at gmail.com. Com. That is it. The next time I talk to you will be on Thursday again with NBC Sports Insider, Kings Insider, James Ham. And until next time, Sacramento Kings fans, bye bye.